0: On this week's episode of The Parenting Hangover, we are going deep on the dad bods. We are gonna just tackle this big, blubbery, juicy, curvy, delicious topic of men and baby weight. Is it a real thing? Jordan, I've got some science to bring to the table.
1: We we do so. I just wanna I just want to quickly apologise for. I didn't know that Clint was going to come just straight and hot like that and make it very sound very pornographic at the start. There, I didn't know where he was going with that tangent. Even I was lost for a second about what we were going to be talking about. But yes, uh, baby weight. We we like to think that it's what? something that the mums might gain and, and have issues with and, and talk about it in their in their mum groups. But apparently, us dads can can chuck on the baby weight too, and it's not our fault. It's not our
0: fault. We're also talking about the pitfalls of hand-me-downs and lying to your kids, plus the best feedback from dads who almost ruined the birth. This is The Parenting Hangover. Ah, oh, another week, another podcast. How's the kids, Jordan?
1: Yeah, they're good, yourself?
0: <laughs> oh, no, we're, meant to, we're,
1: we're meant to get into detail here as he, as he tries you to swing give me a,
0: more, bit of, y- a bit of red yeah. wine. You gotta give me more than that for a podcast, man. You're gonna have to share a little bit.
1: The the coolest thing we've had is um I don't know if your kids are doing it at their age. I doubt it, but sport is kicking up. We got netball going.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: And and I remember this from being a kid. I had an older sister and you'd go down, it was in Hamilton somewhere, Tarapa. And you know, it's one of those complexes where they've got a hundred netball courts and just constant games, hot chips, hot yeah. dogs. You gotta sit there, watch your sister, you never really liked it. But now that I've got a kid, man, I'm into it. And I've got to like yeah. just calm myself down on the sideline. Remind myself that I'm not at a rugby game, but it's good. I'm like, and Do I give take... tips. I go, I go on that dad that goes on quietly, like in between little bits, and I whisper things to yeah. my kid, like, work on this, work on this. I think she takes it in. I like to think that she takes it in.
0: What is your um, credentials when it comes to advising girls on how to play netball? Just my all-round
1: athletic um, body and history. It, I, <laughs> it just it just leaks out of my pores. I just, I'm athleticism all over. I think well, as an adult into almost any sport, like right now, if you went and watched your kid, let's say your kid signed up to do blimmin jazz ballet and was just spinning around on her butt doing nothing. You've got the ability to step in and be like, hey, when they do those spins, make sure your hands are up, okay? So that's how (laughs) I have tips because I'm an adult, they're a kid, and it's more about just get in there. The advice is usually get in there. You know, kids kids have this moment where the competitive thing doesn't click in their brain until – they yeah. get to the like nine or 10 and she's at that age now and she's starting to get that you know, that little bit of mongrel and they're getting in there because otherwise they're all so polite out there. I'm like, no, you've got to start getting your elbows out. And so that yeah. that's my biggest thing of the week. It's just I'm, I'm loving that the sport's getting back up and, and I'm getting along to it and I'm bloody enjoying it. It's better than the, It's almost as good as the Warriors.
0: Do you think she's got it? Do you think she's got like the mongrel sporting win-it-all-costs gene inside her? Because I didn't as a kid and no. my parents should have let me give up on sport a lot earlier than they did.
1: No, I think if you think back, we none of us had it as a kid. I didn't have it until I got older. But I was yeah. just like, then yeah, yeah." You think you were competitive, but I wasn't that crazy. Like, I'm going to tackle this guy so hard, win the game, win the ball. I don't think any of my kids have got the crazy kid. I, I know of kids. You all whisper about the kids at their age who have got it, and it's like, watch out.
0: Yeah, that's that, what I mean. Yeah, that, kid, that kid's going to get you, and that parent, that parent's yeah. a little crazy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That parent's got their kid signed up to nine sports a week she travels around the whole of the Bay of Plenty just trying to get them to their trip. That's the other side of it. Like we definitely are aware of not being those parents that sign them up to everything. And also we don't want our own week just being swamped by constant travel and trying to get them to everything. So we one yeah. maybe two sports but, at a time, but
0: you also don't want them joining a gang, so you have to find that balance yeah, somewhere.
1: Yeah, methamphetamine that pops up if they don't do sport, they'll go straight to p. So you got to watch out.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's it. It's one or the other. Yeah, that's, but we've at the moment we've got options.
1: netball, we've got netball in the family, basketball, ripper rugby, and tennis. So it's oh, all yeah. go.
0: Any performing arts like a like a, piano? Any, any create creative pursuits? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, we got the uh, Alba, the eight year old. We got. She started doing piano lessons at school and then some teachers like, hey, I have a friend who's going overseas for a bottle of red wine. You can have this piano. But we are at a house that's two stories and it was not a fun gig. Like it's comical in the movies and you think, oh, they're always overacting. Pianos can't be that bad. We had four people and then we had to ask two extra neighbors to come and it was (laughs) break back. And then it's like, you you better bloody use this piano. But she's slowly getting there. I mean, she's no, when we're talking about the competitiveness in sport, She definitely doesn't have the competitiveness to be great at piano. (laughs) As of right now, as of right now. I think I play it more than her. Well, I try to.
0: The market for free pianos, I think, is massive because we got offered a free piano when we bought this house that we're living in at the moment. And I think it's for that same reason because it's a two-story house. And if we didn't take the piano, they had to find a way to get this piano out of the second story of the house. So you're actually better just to leave them behind. Yeah, I didn't think take the free yeah, I think
1: if we sold I'd want to leave it. I'm not going through that again. There was yeah. swearing, there was a lot of
0: pervert, pervert, pervert. But uh, yeah, how, how's your kids, mate? Uh, not as exciting as that. We have got a uh, hand foot and mouth disease this week.
1: <laughs> Fun times,
0: eh? Like
1: what we are those spots? The, I don't think it is it. No, nah, it can't be. No, nah, that's just an itchy bite. I don't know what's that now. No, we should no nah, check her mouth. It won't be in her mouth. And they stick their tongue out and you, oh yeah, what is yeah, that?
0: That's exactly what it is. And you lie to yourself. You're like, oh, she can still go to daycare today. I know it's going around the daycare <laughs> center, but she can still go to the daycare today. And then within about an hour, they're like, hey, um, come and get your kid. They've got spots all over their feet. And you're like, and oh, then you've got to shit, and then you've sorry. got to play
1: the sorry what? Sorry, we didn't notice anything. <laughs> we definitely didn't hand them off to you knowing that they had spots on their feet and their hands and a little one on their mouth. We thought a mosquito yeah. just hung out and, and targeted those very specific parts of the body.
0: Oh man, you know how there's always a Kid Zero whenever there's like an outbreak that goes around the daycare centre? I think Kid Zero is the one who had a birthday party I had a birthday party on the Sunday, and every kid from daycare came to the party. And then the very next day, it was like it was basically like a COVID pandemic situation. It was just going to rip through everybody, and it got us. But we're on the back end of it now, and yeah, it's
1: hand, foot, mouth. Do they get knocked for six? It isn't as bad. The, the name sounds way worse from the, what yeah. is it, early 90s pandemic that hit Britain and they had to, like, kill a lot of cows. That was like... Yeah,
0: that, that's, that's what always disease.
1: freak Yeah, that is, hey, that's what freaks people yeah. out and we kind of compare it yeah. to that. But from my memory, it never smashed my kids that hard.
0: No, no, and neither with ours. And it's you're right. You, you think of the British one where you can't donate blood for the rest of your life and you have to euthanize 150 million cows. And then when a yeah. the kid gets it, it's like, oh, yeah, three days off day. Here and they should be sweet just let those <laughs> yeah. let those little sores dry out yeah they need to rebrand that man they need to change the name of it but um yeah long weekend vibes family vibes lots of family stuff kids are good are you ready to talk about dad bods i know this is a sensitive topic but we're gonna we're gonna go in on it today are you ready to talk about this is this is this dad bods or dad blobs well, what's the difference between a dad bod and a dad blob? I had a beer with a mate on um, Sunday night because of the long weekend we went to the RSA and he said something to me that I found really funny. Just the wording of it I found really funny. He goes, yeah, I, um, I put on 20 kilos this last pregnancy. <laughs> like he was the one like he was the one who had carried the kids or something like that and it's got us talking about dad weight and dad pregnancy weight i mean 20 kgs is a lot but i mean he did have twins so that's double baby weight, right?
1: Wow. That's so, well, that, that's a good commitment. Well, I think really hats off to him. He should get a slow clap and a standing ovation because he's made her feel good about her weight gain.
0: Oh, cause he's outdone her. Well, he, I assume he's, I assume he's outdone her.
1: Well, you th- 20 kegs is a bit to put on and within a pregnancy for a, for a dude.
0: Yeah. For a dude. Yeah. Especially, but he, especially he's postpartum.
1: Ma- he's matching her craving for craving and going there a little bit more. True. He, I th-
0: but the kid, he's, he's a hero. He's a hero. The kids have been, the kids are like one, like they've been out for a while, but I'm not here to, am not here to body shame anybody. I'm not here to shame, body shame dads or, but yeah, the, I think he's finding it hard to shake the baby weight. Let's just put it that way. You know? <laughs> uh,
1: what, how old is he? 30. Oh, he's, he's still youngish Cause it's usually at the 30 is the time that they say it as a dude, probably females as well. It starts to get way harder. Like in your twenties, yeah. you're like, "Oh my gosh, I put on two kgs over the weekend partying," and you go for one like half a kilometre run, and the next day your two kilos is gone. Once you have yeah, yeah, thirty, yeah. that two kilos you think will take you like a week, <laughs> and it ends up taking like two months, and then you yeah. forget, and then you forget that you're dieting, and then that another two kilos shows up out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. "Oh gosh." Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah, the. Yeah. Unlike him, who's gone hard and fast, I realised it. I know a year ago, talking to mates about this kind of same thing, where. My oldest kid is 10. Unconsciously, I have put on – so I sat at 95 kgs for, like, 10 years. That was my sitting weight. It was my good weight. Like, Jordan, wow, what a sculpture, you know? What what a dude. Good rugby playing weight. Good rugby player, you know, almost cracked the All Blacks, almost cracked the Warriors. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah, Um.
1: And then I've I've put on a kilo per – year of being a dad i become a dad i'm now at 105 close to 106 because my kid's about to turn so it makes sense it works out for me but i've put on a kilo a year and i kid you not i'm the worst and my wife listening back to this will be giggling but i'm definitely the guy who's like babe starting monday i'm gonna i'm gonna go healthy and then by tuesday it's out the door you just don't have the energy that you had in your 20s to diet (laughs) and to eat well you, f- you do a bit of work, then you got to help with the yeah. kids, and then you got to tidy up some stuff, and then you're like, man, is that, is, that a, is, that a, is that a biscuit there? Oh, let's just have half of them, half the tray. I've earned that. Yeah, I've earned I've that, earned that I've biscuit. Earned that's all yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It's yeah. like your own <laughs> jobs that you're doing. You're treating the jobs you do around the house and for your kids as like the equivalent yeah. to mowing the lawn and earning a beer. You're like, I've earned that yeah, I've yeah, earned yeah. that uh, half a pie or chocolate biscuit. Or- it's
0: been a hard day with the dad tools. Surely I've, I've, I've at least earned this. You and I were at an event together last week, and the same topic came up where we talked about the fact that I'm the exact same. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to, we're going to get fit. I mean, I just need to dedicate myself to it. And then who knows what shape I could be in. And both of us, I think, at the exact same time brought up the topic of celebrity dad, an all-round top bloke. Art Green, and I think every dad who sees him on social media goes, "Yeah, well, I mean, if I if I did if I did the exercise that he did, then obviously I would, <laughs> I'd look I'd look exactly the same." So and I think he works from home. I think he works from home. So I mean, he's got far more time to be doing a lot of like resistance band stuff than I do. It's just different. If
1: you don't know Art Green, Art Green is just a a, a Kiwi dad. He was a, he was the Bachelor in New Zealand, the yeah. very first Bachelor, and he is just muscle on muscle on muscle on muscle but he's not one of these he's not one of these hey guys look at me pose and bodybuilding in the gym he eats nah, clean he's, he's the nicest guy you've ever bloody met you can't fault <laughs> the dude but what Clint's missing from uh, saying that we caught up and talked about this uh, a week ago is that Clint he hasn't even had a bear, I don't think and just goes to me we've kind of got the same like under it all we've got the same skeletons like you <laughs> and me and Art like if we wanted to we could look like Art <laughs> <laughs> I pissed myself laughing. I was like, I do but, not think our skeletons are the same. Even you saying right now, oh yeah, since kids, I've let go. you are you're in great shape, mate. Oh, it's a bit of dude love here, but you're in great shape, mate. I've put on ten kilo. I don't know what you were like before, kids, but you would have been a skeleton.
0: We, we, I stand by what I said, and nothing that was said on that night has changed my opinion. I think you <laughs> six foot two, me six foot two, art six foot two. I think underneath the meat and blubber, whatever it is, and muscle, I think we're the same. <laughs> I think we're the same. I think it's like, you know how you can get a car and you can choose what engine to put in it? He just, he's just invested in a better engine by going to the gym and, and making his... present. Oh, I don't know.
1: The <laughs> terrible thing about art is that he's just... He's put it out to the world of New Zealand, I mean. He's put it out to the New Zealand world that yeah. you can become this. Look at me. I'm a yes. dad with two kids. Yes. And I'm like... yes. I do, And he's always doing his bloody workouts from home is the hardest thing because yes. that will be our like yep. first excuse.
0: Babe, Jim's- here. we doing push-ups with the kids
1: on his yeah, back? Yeah, gyms are too expensive, yeah. babe. No, and we can't yeah. afford one. And then all of a sudden he's like, don't worry, guys. Look, you can do it here. Pulling yourself on the truss <laughs> of your bloody shed then as the splinters rip into your hands. But I don't care because I'm half God. But yeah, he set the bar very high. And look, I don't know. Are you putting it out there that you and I are going to have some kind of challenge and try to become that? I don't think I could ever become that.
0: I just. Do you not? <laughs> what? Do deep you, down, you, do you not? <laughs> okay,
1: you've got to. You've got to commit because you truly believe. Are uh, we want? I do. We want. This I do. time in six months. Do I? Do I, months, think, do
0: I th- you're going to be. Do I think I have the mental fortitude that he has to commit to an like a lifestyle that that would require? As I sit here drinking a glass of red wine on a weekday night while we record a podcast, do I have the the discipline? I don't know. Do I have the physical capability? I, I believe I believe that I do. And that might be naive, but I believe that I do. And I believe you do too. I do.
1: Alright, I'm setting the challenge for you. This time in six months, mate. I want you to not even be able to fit in the laptop screen that I'm talking to you over the Zoom link right now. <laughs> I want your guns <laughs> just blazing. And you've done it for the everyday cause we've only never we've only ever known art as a rip dude. Yeah. So yeah, correct. you are the journey that we're all gonna get behind, mate. We want you to be <sighs> And then,
0: Uh, Matilda, if you guys are listening, uh, can I come and live at your house for six months and just shadow Art? And can he cook for me? And
1: look, in defense of the softer father figures, softer Mm. father body types, look, poor Art Green's wife, Matilda, when she goes to snuggle in on him to sleep on his chest or abs, it is like a hard ass rock. Yeah. When my wife comes to nestle into me, it's rigid. There's a little belly there and she can snuggle, she's snuggle into the belly. <laughs> It'd be look, <like>, if Matilda's <laughs> listening, she's probably looking at art like right no, That sounds great. I would yeah. like to yeah. Matilda, yeah. if you want to come round, have a lie, it'd have to be consensual. Like my wife would have to know that you're coming to test it out. But if you want to put
0: <laughs> you have to check it out with your head
1: yeah, on yeah. my belly, test it out. Because um the good thing for us, you almost want it to come out in the media that art is just fake and like there's you never see leaked photos of him though, like at a beach and he's just got a pot out. <laughs> you want him to just be like, art, can you just have a week where you let your pot hang out?
0: Jeez. He's AI. He's using AI to look that right. Yeah. Um Do you want I've been doing some research. Into the dad bod by the Holy way. Holy crap!
1: He's holding um, up printed off. Who who has a printer? Me, I have a printer. Do you not have a printer? I- Like we do, but they they ran out of ink a year ago and you never really put any more
0: ink into it. How do you print out your Trade Me labels? My what labels? When you sell things on Trade Me, how do you put them in the courier bags and ship them off? Oh, no, you do pick up, bro. Pick up only. Yeah, I love my printer. The reason I did this was off that friend of mine who said that he had gained a lot of weight this pregnancy. And what I googled (laughs) was... Still the funniest line. But yes,
1: we're talking, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a man right now, not the woman having issues with her new body or what she's been through. It's the man who has gained 20 kilo during the pregnancy.
0: Mate, we might be stupid enough to say things like the vasectomy is male childbirth. We're not stupid enough to do a podcast on women's pregnancy weight gain. That's not a, that's not, that's not for us. Skip forward, keep going, keep going. (laughs) Carry on with your story. Yes. Good. I Googled, why did I even Google for this? Oh, I Googled, um, is baby weight for men real? Okay. And this is what it has come back with. Title of this article from the International Weekly Journal of Science. Expectant dads get chubby. Men commonly mirror symptoms of pregnancy, such as weight gain, nausea, and backache. You got backache? <gasps> I got backache. You got backache? Did you get nauseous? We
1: talked about it in the last episode. Did you get nauseous? You got backache? Did you get nausea? Um, Na- I don't know how to say that word.
0: Nauseous? Nausea? Yet? Na- nausea? No, I don't think I did. But that's okay. It's often dis- dismissed as psychosomatic, as in all in the head, with no real physical explanation. Now, a primate researcher at the University of Wisconsin has shown that two types of male monkeys experience weight gain during pregnancy as well. This is... There's something in this. Well, that's There's something in that's this.
1: That's weird. Monkeys have it.
0: They weighed 14 male common marmosets during their partner's pregnancy of five and six months. They chose these animals because the males are monogamous and they take on much or more of the childcare as the mothers do, just like human dads. So they're not like tap and gap monkeys. They're not just like knocking up the lady monkey and then pissing off. They stay around to raise the children.
1: He's the same as us, though. He stays around. He helps out. And once he's done just one little job, he feels like he's entitled to a little reward, a little (laughs) (laughs) snacky-snacky, just a little something. A a little something. (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
0: Man, these monkeys ate a lot of scorched almonds. Mate, I'm- It says here, listen to this. The animals gained as much as 20% of their original body weight.
1: That's probably your mate. Was 20 kilo 20% of his weight? (laughs) It would be. It would have been. There you go. Who, um, who would have known says, that the fat,
0: parenting hangover
1: also brings you scientific hot takes?
0: Fattening themselves up in this way may help the male monkeys get through the grueling few weeks after the baby arrives <gasps> and help ensure that the offspring survive. We think that the weight gain is preparing the dads for childbirth. <gasps> <gasps> well, this, we've, is, this has reframed we've, the whole this dad gene is argument. still
1: within us. As much yeah. as we can be, you know, like obnoxious apes some of the time. There is a little bit of truth to the weight gain, pregnancy weight gain, that we've. The
0: study raises the possibility that a human father who gains weight during his partner's pregnancy might also do so partly because his body is naturally stocking up for the exhausting days (laughs) and sleepless nights ahead.
1: Has this been peer reviewed?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Some of us started you want it to be peer review? Some of us started just... to sound a bit Wikipedia at the end there, <laughs> <laughs> like some dad is just trying to prove his partner wrong and gone and added some bits on. Look, babe, I'm going to stress out about this. Don't get on me about my weight gain because I have to go through as
0: much shit as you have to raising these kids. Let <laughs> yeah. me get puffy. Yeah, the next line's like, male monkeys also increased their um, alcohol consumption.
1: Some male <laughs> some male monkeys, like Art Green, just stay absolutely shredded as shit the whole time. <laughs> Nothing ever changes.
0: Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know if that's going to be helpful for you, but, um, you know, it's science, man. Do it with it what you yeah, will. Yeah, well, if I carry on,
1: yeah, well, I'll be 120 kilo by the time my kids are leaving the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, You'll be, you'll be 120 at the 21st. But, oh, I'm talking about
1: dad bods. I am, look, a dad bod is just a dad who has a body, okay? That basically, that's what mm-hmm. a dad bod is. Whatever, whatever dad you're bod dad you're listening and you to us body, in right now, you are beautiful. Um, you are beautiful. But there is versions of yourself that you'll think is a fitter version of yourself. So I'm currently, I've made up my own June workout. It's another classic that my wife laughed at me and said, you're going to last one day. Mm-hmm. I've gone seven days of being nice. better, healthier, Okay, so maybe I'm the one chasing after Art Green and he needs to look over his shoulder because I'm coming. I'll say. I'm the big chubby monkey chasing him down. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, let's see if I have the same dieting update for you next week that I've been eating well and trying to cut out the Tim Tams and stuff like that.
0: Do you want to talk about the um, uh, hand-me-down bike disaster that you had this week? Yeah. So I saw this on your Instagram story, and you scored an absolute own goal with your youngest, Nala.
1: Yeah, so I've got – a lot of people relate to this, people with multiple kids. You've probably done this yourself. But we've got three daughters – it doesn't seem really fair, but it does make logical sense. So when she got her first bike at like the age of four, mm. her younger sister, Alba, had already been born. So we're like, let's make sure we get a good bike, not just a crapper yep. from, no offence, from like Kmart or something that's $40. Like, let's try and get a little bit mm. of a big better bike so that it's going to last the generations for the for Alba. Yeah. And so that's happened throughout Mila's life. Mila's, you know, every time she needs a step up on a new bike, she gets the real blingy ones. And yeah. then Alba has been awesome about getting second hand bikes from Mila like she's loved it it's a new bike still we'll zhuzh yeah. it up like you might go get new grips or you know you might give it a good wash and put a little dangly ribbony bit on the end of it but uh, we're not tricking Alba like Alba's aware we like happy birthday yeah. and because their birthdays are really close to each other it works for us because we're like happy birthday Mila here's your new bike and Alba look you're gonna get this one look and so it's all happy happy joy And joy. There's,
0: some, there's something cool about getting your big sister's thing too because yeah. your big sister is cool and you want the things that she has so it works.
1: And so when Alba was three, she outgrew, or four, she outgrew the, the BMX bike that she had handed down from Mila. So I put it up in the shed roof and kind of forgot about it, but I knew it was there for Nala. Nala had been born, but Nala, mm. you're going to get this one day. And so we kept it hidden completely. So when Nala turned four, I think it was four, we gave it to her. To her, it was a brand new, never seen bike. I got little, I went, she'd to, never seen I went to the Wadi and got these old ribbons and shoved them in the end of the things. And like, it looked like an old bike. It, it was now, yeah, like, at seven years old, five, six years old. And um, she had no idea. So it's been a brand new bike. She's run it for ages, a couple of years. And now she has finally upgraded And so she's got the next hand-me-down. So the original bike, like mountain bike we got for Mila, has gone from Mila down to Alba. And now Nala, slightly like a whole year ahead of her other sisters, has upgraded. This is Nala who loves to do crazy flips and handstands and all the ninja stuff, the five-year-old. She's upgraded to a little mountain bike. She has gears and stuff. So we're like, oh, what are we going to do with this old BME? we got no one else now. Do we know anyone that needs it? Do we have any neighbors that need it? And I'm talking about it. And I'm in the shed, and I whip out my phone to Instagram about it because um, I was like, what a sad moment. I was like, look, check out this, guys. This BMX has gone through everyone. It, and Nala's standing right there. It's gone through Mila. It's gone through Alba and Nala. And today we're going to figure out what we're going to do with it. And Mila just like hits me. She's like, Dad, Nala doesn't know. That it had gone through all of us <laughs> It was a brand new bike And I was just like Shit <laughs> And I'm looking down at Nala And you can just see her brain Clicking, clicking, clicking And I'm waiting for her to say something And she just As a classic kid Just Runs off skipping Like nothing But I have no idea What entered her brain oh, She didn't get she it She didn't ask anything oh. She just skipped off but I'm not sure if you knew or not. And I thought I was in that moment. I was like, "Do I have to tell her about the bloody Santa Claus and the t- anything like that?" Because I thought we we're about to have an explosion of what you've lied to me all these years. But you got to realize she's five, and, and this is like things. Her brain's still lala. Yeah, but this is, lala. this is
0: this is the problem with lying to your children, Jordan. Is you have to remember the web of lies that you've created for yourself. It's like lying in any relationship. You know, it's actually really difficult to maintain that web of lies over a long period of time. <laughs> And what you've done is you've been caught out, you've been caught out in a lie.
1: Trying to backtrack on them and undo them, but hand, hand me downs, <laughs> hand me downs are great. But that was a that was a dangerous hand me down explosion.
0: Hand me downs are the key to parenting. They're the best thing possible. Mate, but, we, yeah. we did the same. Th- I'm surprised you even. I'm surprised you even tried to make it seem new for her. She wouldn't know. She uh, would, was pretty. She wouldn't even know she was or four. care.
1: Maybe she, nah, because like the neighbour across the road. She, so the neighbor across the road is her best friend, but she's the oldest kid, right? So Nala's our youngest. So she gets. So she's like new. got shiny ass shit. And then here yeah, we are. Right. I could not have said to Nala like we didn't want to say this is brand new. We just said nothing. We just said like here's your bike. She loved it, but yeah. it was old and crappy, yeah. and she didn't ever question that. But she thought like it was just hers. No one else had ever bloody had it.
0: Is the mountain bike that she's just got is that new? Oh, see, now,
1: now you've caught me in the web of lies. I can't remember what we said. I don't know if she knew if that was Alba's or... <laughs> oh, I'm sweating it. I'm actually sweating, like, just thinking about it. You don't know how many things you've told them and what you can undo and what you no. can't. But hand me down to the key to, like, oh, that was what I was getting at, is we are now at the point, although I'm stuffing... I'm putting my foot in it because we talked about a few weeks ago if I don't know if I'm having another kid or not. But we're at the point now... Yeah. We just gave that bike away without Have you even thinking day? about that. And so we've had... Oh. We've had this cot, like this big, wooden, mean-ass cot that we got for Mila, it's gone through Alba, it's gone through Nala, and then a year ago we gave it to one of my wife's good friends, and now she's had it for her kid, and now it's gone to their next kid. And I love that stuff. I love being able to like help out people if you've got something. Sometimes, yes, you could chuck it on Facebook Marketplace and get $40, but is it worth the whole heart of, blip, is this still available? Blip, is this still available? Blip. oh market. Well, I'm trying to sell things now. I, I've got to do a sketch on it for "How to Dad. I'm filming one this week, because Marketplace will just take up every second of your time if you try to sell any yep. flipping thing on it. And the stupidest If you're listening out there, read the description and the town that it's in, and if it, if, if, if it hasn't been taken off the website, then it's still available. <clears throat>
0: put it on on Trade Me like an adult Marketplace in my opinion is the worst place in the whole world oh mate there's there's some some
1: bargains on there though mate there's some good (laughs) bargains just selling selling stuff is tough
0: hey um, let's take a real quick break and come back I've got um, some of the stories about how dads ruined the birth from last week's episode (laughs) some some dads who really made it all about them so uh, give us a second and we'll be straight back with those Last week, we asked you, um, how did you nearly ruin the birth or miss the birth of your child as the non-birthing parent? We got some submissions on this. By the way, if you ever want to send us a voice memo for this, we love them. Like, we would love you to send us like a 30-second little voice memo in our DMs, because then I can literally play them on the podcast. But your messages are are fine too. No, Clint is
1: is being super effing polite right here what we want from you guys is voice memos okay hit the little voice thing if you go onto the gram and you're like oh send a little i'll type them a little message now hit the voice thing because then we can play the audio you get your three seconds of fame of being on new zealand's number 75th podcast (laughs) <laughs> okay, so hit the voice memo because right now, would you rather listen to someone else's sweet voice or bloody Clint from ZM? You hear him all the bloody time.
0: You're going to hear me reading them because I got no, I don't have voice memos to play. But I agree Send with what you. Said. Thank, Send the voice, voice memos. Send the voice memos. Thank you for being forceful. This is from Courtney. How did uh, they ruin the birth? Uh, my husband was too busy while I was in active labor, making the midwives, student doctors, and nurses laugh with his shit chat. <laughs> So much so that he got a shock when he saw the head and then he accidentally looked and he fainted.
1: That's gold. Like, imagine that just mid-chat. Like, anyway, ladies, so when I was, holy shit, what is, the?
0: <laughs> I like it. This is from Logan who's dobbing himself in. He said, so I wake up at 6 a.m. on New Year's Day. I've had four hours sleep and I see uh, the wife watching a clock slash timer. Oh, he's coming off a New Year's bender? Ouch. Uh, I think, wow, that's weird. And then the penny drops. Oh, shit. This is happening. I realize I've still got to pack some stuff to take. Clothes, snacks, the baby capsule. I forgot about eating or drinking, going between a contracting wife and loading the car. We get to the birth center for a water birth. The room is toasty from the bath and air con, and I start getting a migraine. <laughs> I knew I had painkillers in the car, but I needed to get away without letting on for uh, letting on the reason. Shit, I said, I've just got to go to the car. And my wife ripped my hand and she said, you're not going anywhere. So I had to own up to her that I had a little migraine. But I, it's, it's OK. It's OK. I'm not complaining. It doesn't compare to the um, pain of childbirth. Uh, my wife said to me, this is a hospital. Just tell them what kind of pain relief you want. And everybody got a good laugh. And I got some drugs.
1: <laughs> hey. Hey, babe, look, I know you're going through some stuff, but I've just got this <laughs> splitting. It's like like someone's just got their finger under my eyebrow and just jabbing my brain. I just wonder if I could just pop out for a sec. Yeah, it would never it would never go down well. There's no uh, partner that would be cool in that situation in the middle of childbirth.
0: Well, so you didn't have a migraine. You were hungover from New Year's and the the, horror, the dries were kicking in. That's like, what I said. Don't did try have to play it off <laughs> like it's a migraine that you couldn't control. yes yeah, you- yeah, you did He's left hours some details out. He's day.
1: left some details out. Was he <laughs> driving like six beers deep?
0: <laughs> uh, message from Rachie who said, "My partner decided at the last minute to go and get a haircut. He almost missed the birth. It was a pre-planned induction. You got to look good. You got to leave a good haircut for when your baby arrives. You know." You've got to have your um, fade on point for the selfies that you get with the baby. Uh, this one's more for you. Uh, regarding Dad's at the birth podcast, add a tick to the Dad was taking a massive dump and nearly missed the birth of his child, Tally. Nice. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> totally, I can believe that one. Uh, uh, this one's a little bit long, but it's from James, and I thought it's quite good. They said, At our first birth, I upset my wife by leaving the birth suite to get a hamburger from the cafe, and I chose to dine in and not take her anything. Then, just after the child was born, our dinner was delivered, and I ate both dinners, as I thought, she wouldn't be hungry, she's just had a baby. (laughs) This is now known as the Butter Chicken Incident. So for child number two, I stayed away from food, having learnt my lesson, but I stuffed up by jokingly saying the reason I was laid back on the recliner on my phone during the lead up to the birth process was because I was on Tinder. (laughs) Yeah, that was another F up. Didn't read the audience well at all. For the record, I wasn't on Tinder. Child number three, I stuffed up by eating food again, this time from our deluxe suite that I had all to myself on the first night while my wife was being monitored with the baby in the birth suite. There is a reason why I got the snip this year. That's good self-awareness in the end, isn't it? <laughs> uh, how, this man, it out.
1: how this man has been invited back to the other births and not just asked to do the classic 1970s dad thing where you just... Stand outside the hospital. Wait outside. Having a vape. Yeah, yeah, Having a vape. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call you when you can come in and not stuff things up again. That that blows my eating the sandwiches story out the water.
0: Doesn't it? He went for a hamburger and chips by himself. He went for a bit of me time during the childbirth. (laughs) And then he got some me time at the
1: third kid. In the bloody private suite. Oh, imagine how fuming she would have been. Because that you plan that, you get those fancy birthing suites, and you're like, this is going to be amazing. And they'll bring you in like a, a fresh yogurt in the morning, and there's a fruit juice. And then if things don't go the way you planned, well- you don't get to enjoy that sweet.
0: Hey, um, I reckon that'll do. That's some good feedback. And like I said, we're keen for all and any of your messages. So get on the socials and follow us. Uh, it's at the Parenting Hangover on Facebook, on Instagram. We've got a TikTok, but we're dads and we don't really know how to TikTok. But it's there. You can go and follow our TikTok if you want to. We're giving it a go. You know, we're out there doing
1: our best, Jordan. We know that we haven't done any of those embarrassing dances on it yet. So I think that's all we need to do to get the followers. I think that's what the hip kids like on TikTok. We need to see you doing some cool TikTok trends. Yeah, maybe we both just need to do an R green and get our shirts off. And do some gardening, and look ripped as shit, and film that, and put that up, put that on TikTok, and see if our followers boost or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, you go first, okay? You post yours, and then I'll post. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, man, no, 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 <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the deal, man. That wasn't the deal. Like it's totally you, 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 you were on this thing. Remember, we've all what Clint says, guys. The the closing comment is under all of uh, all all of the meat and the chubby bits mm-hmm. on our bodies that we mm-hmm. might not like. Mm-hmm we're all just mm-hmm. the exact same skeleton underneath and that any, on a, any of us on this planet can grow and become art green. Um, this, just let you guys know this, this episode hasn't been sponsored by Art Green it's been sponsored by the amazing people at Samsung just in case it got a bit confusing there <laughs> um, a, a little weird little crush most men in New Zealand have a little bit of a crush on them. yeah no I'm going too far now, I should take down this poster of him far. that I have on my wall you made, it awkward. Wall. Um, you but made we, it awkward you made it awkward should have got out while we could we've, we've, well, I've, I've kept um, filling for time because we haven't mentioned what feedback we want for feedback this week guys if you want to write into us they're gonna, yeah. Right, they're gonna, they're gonna voice me- memo us some great stuff yeah. about, yeah, dead dead bod diets, the crack up diets <laughs> that last a oh, that last a day. I'll put my hand up. I'm the yeah. worst. I've a hundred percent, fifty times in my life done one where I'm like, I'm gonna start Monday, and by Wednesday it's done. I just don't have the mind yeah. I don't have the mindset for it, okay? This body needs
0: Kai. I'm into it. I'd love to hear about your dead bod crash diets, how long they lasted for, and did you actually lose any weight or are you the partner of a guy on a dad bod diet and how pathetic was it? And what did he do? And did he lose any weight? <laughs> did
1: you lose, please get in the Did you dance. lose your baby weight dads? Did you lose your baby weight that you put on during the pregnancy? We want to hear how you did it. The parenting hangover is taking a slight tack and we're now going to be talking about health and well-being. And we want to hear about how you got rid of those parenting pounds. <laughs> Message us at The Parenting Hangover. Remember to use the bloody voice memo thing if you can. If you don't have a voice, though, you can use your thumbs.
0: Peace out. See you next week. Cheers, Steve.